0: Rose Katar, Director of Economic Analysis at the Center for American Progress, is joining us in this hour and a little later in the show. Emmanuel Nozette, or better known as E-Man, the author and creator of E-Man's movie reviews. A Rotten Tomatoes-approved film critic will also be here to help us break down the blockbuster movie, Barbie. Uh, Welcome, Rose. So Barbie is set to cross the $1 billion mark uh, and this is the first movie in Hollywood history where a solo female director uh, will have the credit or will join this billion dollar club of you know global box office success. Uh, why is Barbie so popular?
1: Thanks so much for having me. I mean, Barbie is literally everywhere we look, so it's not surprising that it could you know join the billion dollar club, and it's incredible to see you know a female director have a chance to direct such a big movie and join that club because it is very rare to have those instances happen. I think Barbie really resonates with a lot of people for different reasons. A lot of people grew up with Barbie, so they feel a bit of nostalgia, you know, towards the idea of Barbie. I think for other people, they see this as, you know, Greta the director is being very famous for taking on different movies and turning them a bit on their head and you see that in this movie as well. She's not afraid to dig a little deeper into what's the purpose of Barbie? What does Barbie do for our culture? Has it been a good thing? Has it been a bad thing? What can we learn from Barbie? So I think, you know, the movie really resonates with a whole range of people.
0: So when you think about Barbie, uh, you know, she was this uh, bombshell blonde with big boobs and a tiny little waist. And for some, she represented the, uh, you know, quintessential airhead. So good looks, but no brains. But Mattel, obviously uh, responding to pressure from mothers and fathers and little girls, uh, changed Barbie over the years. And Barbie became a professional. She became the president, an astronaut, a lawyer, a doctor. Uh, there was even a pregnant Barbie at one time. Talk about how the uh, professional Barbie doll, the, what she symbolizes, is so different than the experiences that Black and white and women of color uh, professionals have uh, when, you know, you compare our real life existence to the Barbie existence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it has been really interesting to see like Mattel change with the times. They kind of were forced to really embrace the fact that women have careers and women works. They were forced to move on from, you know, stereotypical Barbie to start naming some of these Barbies based on their occupation. So like you said, we have President Barbie, we have Lawyer Barbie, we have Doctor Barbie, we've got Judge Barbie. But what I think has been most interesting is in the movie, the Barbies that they've chosen to represent have been occupations that are typically male-dominated jobs, right? They tend to be very prestigious jobs that are high-paying. But when you look at the typical working woman's experience in the workforce, you're probably less likely to find her as a lawyer or as a doctor. You're probably more likely to find her working in retail or working as a childcare worker. So I think, you know, Barbie's representation in the movie, as well as historically with the evolution of the doll, really shows us, I think, two things. I think one, it shows us where women tend to work and they tend to work in more low paid work, unlike the Barbies that are represented and I think too it can really show us that's actually a big reason why women particularly you know Black women and Latinas face really stubborn and acute gender wage gaps because they do tend to be underrepresented in high-paid jobs. So
0: if, if the reality is that women are not in these careers that Barbie represents in the movie then what's the appeal? Is it to be aspirational? Is it to say, look, women, you may not, you only may be two, 3% of, you know, X, Y, Z profession. I'll use the legal profession. You know, women are not, I think they're 30, 35% of women are in the legal profession. When it gets to black women, that number is somewhere like two to 3%. Uh, Is it to say you may not be there now, but this representation of Barbie in this role is, is something for you to aspire to? Is
1: that the message? I think it's a little more complicated than that. I think that could be part of the message, but I think in reality, it really isn't, the onus isn't on, you know, black women to find a way to enter the legal field. The legal field isn't set up at this point in time to embrace women or black women or Latinas. So I think part of it is it helps seeing women in these roles because it helps shift our ideas of where women traditionally work, where do men traditionally work, kind of moving away from cultural stereotypes around where men and women work but I think it would be you know that's the best case scenario I think it really sets us up to fail if we think at this point in time all we need is a representation of you know a black female president and then we're going to end up with you know a black female president in the real world you know there really are steps that policymakers for example can take to help bridge some of those cultural norms but it's like a step in the right direction but at the end of the day it's not sufficient.
0: Well, do you think that, I mean, how political do you think the movie was trying to be? I've, I've heard different responses. Some people are really praising, I think it's America Ferreira's uh, monologue where she talks about how complex it is to be a woman and all the, uh, you know, the issues that women have to deal with. She's getting a lot of praise for that. Others are, I've heard people say it, it's touching on social issues, but it's not doing so in a, a concrete way or even complete weight. What is, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where like, if we're going to watch this movie and expecting, you know, the feminist takedown of Barbie or the intersectional feminist takedown of Barbie, we're definitely not getting that. I think it really like touches the surface of all the critiques of Barbie. I mean, America Ferreira's monologue was amazing, but it was like a minute or two minutes in the entire movie. Right. So It's one of those things where it's like a little awkward to have Barbie be this like feminist take, but I don't think that's what the movie was trying to do. I think it gives people a bit of an introduction into some of the critiques, but it definitely doesn't go deep enough to really address the underlying concerns of what it has been over the last, you know, 50, 60 years to have a doll that historically was, like you said, white, blonde and skinny define what it's like to be a woman.
0: And what do you make of Ken? There's a lot of critique about Ken and the way he's portrayed in the movie. I've seen some folks say that he was, uh, you know, emasculated. Uh, Others, you know, have called him, uh, you know, representation of immaturity. Uh, What do you think the movie was trying to to say about the Ken figure?
1: I mean, I think their take on Ken was actually probably more nuanced and a little bit more interesting than him being this airhead. I think it was part of it is like trying to switch over gender norms and stereotypes. If you look at it, I don't want to give spoilers away, but if you look at the way they represent these characters in Barbie land, and then look at the way they represent them in the real world, Ken has this thing where he is like, I haven't lived in patriarchy. This is so different. And then, so he wants to take that back and try and figure out how to incorporate patriarchy into this Barbie land. I mean, I don't think the takeaway is meant to be that we want to replace patriarchy with matriarchy. Like, that's not Mm -hmm. necessarily what the point of it is. I think having Ken be the person who's, you know, coming to this realization that patriarchy exists is interesting and probably not usually the way we even portray this, right? Usually we have women in those roles who are having to come to those realizations. There was something interesting about flipping around that gender stereotype and having it on 10. Um, so I actually thought he was probably better than I was expecting.
0: Wow, okay. So we have these careers represented in this movie that aren't reflective of the reality of, of most women. Uh, and so what do we do with that? I mean, obviously it's it's sparking a conversation about gender uh, pay equity, the dis- disparities that still exist between men and women. But beyond that, what do you think this billion dollar movie can do as it relates to some of these really thorny social issues?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at best, it can show us what gender equity could look like in the workplace. I think it could help us at some point get there by really shifting our understanding, like I said, of cultural norms, of where women work and where men work. I do not think this Barbie movie is going to end you know, the patriarchy and bring about gender equity or close the gender pay gap. I think it could help us really you know, going there and taking girls and boys and different people to go and watch this movie and have them understand that there are broader lessons that could be learned from this. And even the awareness of this isn't the typical working woman's experience, I think it's a helpful step. You know, having these conversations, we still have to spend time and time saying to people, hey, the gender pay gap is real. We still are at that point where we're fighting just to even exist. So I think it helps have a conversation. And at best, it might help shift some cultural norms as well.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that America Ferrera monologue that she's gotten a lot of praise for lots of feminist groups and uh, online sites have picked that up to really highlight it. Uh, and you made the point. It's great, but it was only one to two minutes in the movie. Uh, what do you think they could have done with that, you know, to if, if the goal, you know, was to make a, a more significant statement
1: uh, yeah, around I think, some
0: of these issues?
1: I think, you know, one of the things they could have done is really change over who was the stereotypical Barbie. They could have shifted that on their head. I mean, having Margot Robbie be the centerpiece of the movie, she does reflect stereotypical Barbie in the real world. So I find it a little bit challenging to be like, how could this movie really be so intersectional and so feminist if its lead actor is going to be, you know, a white woman, right? But I think they do a good job of diversifying the cast more broadly, which is really Helpful, I think, and also diversifying the cast in a way that isn't necessarily saying, well, this is all about that. It's just having them play different roles as well as having them fulfill, you know, different characteristics as well. I think, but having Margot Robbie be the lead actor makes it some, somewhat a little bit challenging. And having Barbie be the movie to tell a story of feminism was always going to be complicated.
0: So tell me, Rose, who do you think might have been a better representation or who might have been cast as Barbie? that you think, uh, you know, would not have been seen as just, you know, in real life, representing some of the stereotypes that Barbie represents.
1: I mean, maybe America Ferrera didn't have to be a supporting actress. Maybe she could have been the lead actress, right? That doesn't seem like a, you know, she did a brilliant job, but she could have been the lead Barbie. I would have loved to see that.
0: So you think that might have, again, because I guess some people, the, was the movie just meant to entertain? Or was it purposely, you know, were these messages, these feminist messages embedded for a reason? You know, was the movie trying to have an impact on some of these big social issues? Where do you come down on that?
1: I think it was trying to do a bit of both. You know, I think it was trying to be entertaining and then was trying to have a more subtle impact on some of the messaging around Barbie. I think the complication is when you're doing a lot, sometimes you do nothing. So I think it does a little bit of everything. I mean, it was a very entertaining movie. I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't leave it being like, yep, this is the feminist take I was looking for.
0: And yeah, that's obviously been some of the critique. Again, I'm so glad though, that it is sparking conversations about, you know, E- uh, pay equity, the the gap that women and men still face in terms of wages in our economy and how we address those. And and I'm gonna be a little optimistic and think that President Barbie and astronaut Barbie and all of these professions where we know women are not dominant and in some cases not even seen, uh, maybe the goal by Mattel is to say to little girls around the world that you can to become president. Or an astronaut, or one of these professions, and obviously, like you said, it's going to take a whole lot more than a little plastic, you know, big uh, hunk of plastic for us to realize that in the current you know world that we live in, the country that we live in. But uh, I think you know, it's I don't know what else a, a toy company can do to impress that you know, impress that message and move that message forward. Uh, Any final thoughts, uh, Rose, on on the Barbie movie? Anything people should be watching for when they go to see
1: it? I think they should watch it with an open mind. I think, you know, as I said, it is a movie, so it is there to entertain us. I think it's also quite brilliant that they, you know, attempted to start some of these conversations. And so going in with an open mind, I think is really important.
0: Thank you so much, Rose, for your keen analysis. Again, she's the director of economic analysis at the Center for American Progress. When we come forward, Emmanuel or Eman, the author and creator of Eman's movie reviews, also a Rotten Tomatoes approved film critic, is going to weigh in on uh, Barbie and how it resonated with African-American audiences. Stay with us. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. The Barbie movie is set to join the Billion Dollar Club as it will be the first Hollywood movie in history directed by a woman to cross one billion dollars. But beyond the success at the box office, we're asking how this movie about uh, a doll that has lots of careers is resonating with Black audiences. And Emmanuel Noisette, or Eman, the author and creator of E-Man's movie reviews, a Rotten Tomatoes approved film critic and member of the African American Film Critics Association, is here to help us understand Barbie's impact on the Black community. Welcome, E-Man.
2: Hello, and thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. Also, I should note that you are the director of the Chicago Indie Critics, uh, and you seek to highlight diversity in film criticism. So what's what's the critique of Barbie? (laughs) break it down for us for black folks
2: okay now do you want the critique in terms of blackness or just the film itself
0: just give it to me how we should have it
2: (laughs) okay um well okay so let me start with the positives first you know first of all i thought this was entertaining um and i think that was the primary goal of this movie it was not meant to be you know some thought-provoking think piece or whatever i mean there were some of obviously some messaging in there, but uh, overall you're supposed to just have a good time, laugh, enjoy it and, you know, walk away at least entertain. And yes, I thought the performances were great. I thought Greta Gerwig, the director did a fantastic job. Um, I think one of my personal favorites was how self aware this movie was of itself. It was poking fun, not only at um, popular conceptions of Barbie, but of the film itself, you know, Um, And of course, you know, the performances, the cast, I thought was amazing. Um, And uh, yeah, like, what do you
0: think of Rose's point about
2: the casting
0: of Margot Robbie?
2: She says, go ahead. (laughs) I thought that for the intention that Greta Gerwig had for the character, it fit. Okay. every po- everyone that thinks about Barbie and and no matter how hard Mattel tries to diversify you're gonna think of that stereotypical white blonde character and I like the fact that they leaned into that by right. making Margot specifically stereotypical Barbie like she wasn't the Barbie she was just stereotypical Typical Barbie,
0: Barbie. Mm-hmm. so
2: I, I thought that that was part of the self-awareness you know and I you know I did like Rose's point about um, maybe even casting America as the as a Barbie, you know, and right. even the film itself mentioned, how come you don't just have ordinary Barbie, you know, <laughs> a Barbie that looks like everybody else, you know, everyday
0: Barbie. Yeah, yes, maybe,
2: maybe she's not a hundred pounds, and you know, like what, like look, Barbie. Can and have maybe she ain't stuff. got a convertible and a, yeah. a Barbie dream house, right? <laughs> right. You know, but look, Barbie got things to do. Maybe she got a little cellulite. That's okay. Okay, Barbie can have some stretch marks. Ain't nothing wrong with that.
0: nothing wrong with that. That's interesting. So, okay, so that's the positive about Barbie. Now tell us
2: uh,
0: what things that you think didn't go so well.
2: So, I mean, and these are minor things, because like I said, overall, I enjoyed the film. Um, I thought that maybe one of the musicals went on a little too long, just a little Mm -hmm. bit um you know it was fun and cool and all that but it was like okay we still we still singing huh okay Okay. so that was one little minor thing um I thought that the uh the ending was a little confusing it could have I think could have used a little bit more meat on the bones to explain Barbie's final decision um because given the direction that the story took at the end I'm sitting here thinking like oh okay Barbie like Everything's cool, right? like you're right. you're good, right? And she decided to make another decision and I was like, what why? but but you just everything was okay right. So I thought that could have been ironed out a little bit more uh, maybe they're saving that for a sequel or something. but I think that my biggest disappointment was what the film was trying to do in terms of addressing the feminist you know messaging. Um, and I thought that the portrayal of Ken started off really well in terms of how Ken has been portrayed not only by the general public but by Barbie themselves you know mm-hmm. um, I liked where they were going with it. I liked the um the direction that they took with Ken's character you know in terms of how he changed how he viewed himself um, or themselves all the Kens for that matter. Um, I was just really disappointed in, where the resolution ended with them, I'm trying not to give nothing away uh, for those who haven't seen it, but I didn't think the resolution ended in a very positive way. And, you know, look, as a Black man, I'm looking at this through different levels of oppression, right? Mm -hmm. And I I figured like, okay, I'm not going to say who, but there was an oppressor and then those that were oppressed. And then things kind of changed and I'm thinking like, okay, the message here is that either extreme is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I was a little disappointed with how they ended it, because I was like, it reminded me of how you have white supremacy and how white supremacy would, you know, hold Black folks down. Right. And then when some progress was actually made, rather than having reparations, rather than having true reconciliation, you just stopped the racism.
0: Right. And nothing's like, said and nothing's acknowledged about the yeah, oppression.
2: Like, so so I'm supposed to just pick myself up by my bootstrap. Yeah. That's it. Like right. can, yeah. can I
0: get my how boy- do we how do we move on from here without some acknowledgement of the harm and the wrongs that you have uh, inflicted on me exactly. or a group of people? But what about black folks? So I saw groups of black women and all pink. Uh, You know, going to Barbie, I saw mothers and daughters dressed alike with all kind of Barbie gear. There were Barbie pop ups, there were Barbie parties, there were Barbie cocktail hours. Why? I mean, it was Barbie mania, Mm -hmm. you know, leading up to and but for the writers and actors strike, it probably would have even been more. You know, actors couldn't go out after the strike was announced to promote movies or be on red carpets, etc. So, why why was this movie? And and well, first of all, let me ask you this was it hitting with black audiences? And if so, why?
2: Yeah, you know what? I think that it was. And one of the reasons was, first of all, the marketing for this whole movie was fantastic. The fact that you had people inspired to go to the movies of all different races. Um, to dress up in pink and, you know, to make it an event. Shout out to the marketing team. That was great in itself. Um, But I think that the casting is the main reason why, because even in the trailers, um, you see that Barbie is not just white, blonde-haired Barbies all day. Like, you saw Issa Rae. You saw, you know, Alexandria uh, Ship. You saw uh, Kingsley Benadir. So you saw the fact that, like, oh, so this is for everybody. And not just appealing to one crowd or one demographic. And I thought that's what made it welcoming, um, just because it was pretty diverse overall.
0: Well, yes, there were those diverse actors, and you did have, uh, you know, Issa Rae as President Barbie. We, you know, that's all over the billboards. I heard some black folks say, though, they thought her role was small, Mm. uh, fairly insignificant, that she didn't have a lot of screen time, not a lot of talk time. And some thought it was performative, you know, Mm. it it was, it was obligatory. Maybe that's a better word. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we come forward, I want to talk about the diversity in this movie and and was it true diversity uh, and why some folks felt like some of the diversity, you know, felt a little obligatory. Stay with us. KBLA talk 1580. So Emmanuel or E-man, as you prefer to be called, you know, this movie, the Barbie movie created a lot of controversy on social media Uh, Folks went in on it. Some folks criticizing uh, the movie as being, you know, uh, a tribute to hyper femininity. Uh, Some calling it, uh, you know, the characters undeveloped. And one of the other big criticisms had to do with Ken and the role of Ken, saying for a movie that was supposed to be about women, they thought the role of Ken was too big, that Ken played an oversized role in the movie. What do you say to that critique?
2: Oh, wow. um, Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I definitely disagree with that because, you know, I don't know how you can even talk about Barbie without Ken, at least mentioning him in some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have to think about the way Ken was used as a component of the overall messaging to support the level of feminism that was talked about in this film. Um, you can't talk about feminism without talking about patriarchy. And, you know, Ken was used as a vehicle or a cog to have that discussion moving. So um, it would be very, very difficult um, to imagine a movie like this without Ken at all. So I, I thought they used them just fine.
0: <laughs> well, maybe I'd say as a man, you would think it was fine that Ken had a big role. <laughs> All right, let me ask you about the Christian. The Christian right. They went in on the movie, too, mm. saying that they the Barbie, Mattel, the, the director abandoned Barbie's core demographics basically little white girls oh. and catered to uh you know they they went in on this transgender piece about the movie uh they said it catered you know to adults and pushing lesbianism you know bisexual and transgender characters what do you make of that
2: i i didn't even pay attention to that like that didn't even register but if that's what you're looking for and if that's what triggers you, I guess you could find that in almost <laughs> anything. But I mean, when I was watching the movie, that didn't—I didn't feel like you know uh, um, Barbie was trying to convert my soul, you know, or to mm-hmm. have my children, you know, question their sexuality. And I didn't get any of those vibes. So how they found that, where they found, it, I don't know. But sounds like they got other issues they got to deal with.
0: Yeah, going back to you know the the black women and girls who went to see Barbie. Um, You know, Barbie wasn't Black out the gate, took Mattel many, many years before. I think the first Black Barbie was actually named Christy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, little Black girls for years didn't have anyone that they could identify with. And a lot of Black parents still feel like even the Black Barbie uh, is, is not representative of their daughters' experiences, or, or an experience Absolutely. that they want their daughters to have. Mm-hmm. So to talk, speak to that image, because it's a rape. like you said. You know, she's president Barbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why are black mothers still not comfortable giving their children Barbie?
2: Well, look, um, same goes for black fathers. You know, I'm a I'm a girl dad. I got three daughters, and I, <laughs> I can't tell you how many Barbies we have here, but. It has been a conscious effort to go out when we're getting a Barbie that we're like, okay, look, you know, does her hair do a little bit more than just be straight? You know, um, when when I'm, you know, with my daughters in the toy store, I'm like, look, you know, this doll is just as pretty as any other doll, you know, trying to do a lot of that unlearning, um, you know, with with the uh, beauty standards that have come through TV, media, etc., Um, I mean, do your daughters
0: have any white Barbies?
2: Uh, They have a few, but we try to over, you know, tip the scale a little bit more. So they got more black dolls than white dolls. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, again, it's really just to emphasize that that image of beauty to be like, hey, look, you know, you don't have to be, you know, blonde haired and white to be beautiful. You can be beautiful. Look at this. You like I think you mentioned this as well. um, You can aspire to be this you know, Dr. Barbie, you know, this mm-hmm. black, uh, um, veterinarian Barbie or whatever as well. So, and it is just a small stepping stone. Um, but does Mattel have a long way to go? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Did you take your three daughters to the movie? Uh,
2: not the youngest cause, um, they're six and nine and, you know, I didn't want them really getting into some of the more adult stuff, but, um, our 16 year old, she is, uh, she's actually doing a mother daughter thing. Uh, she's going to go see it uh, a little bit later on.
0: Okay. And what has, I mean, overall your daughters, what, what's their response? Like girls today that play with Barbies, you know, do they see the black Barbie uh, as a role model, as a figure something they can aspire to be, or is it still, because I, I guess for me, when, as and I'm a mother of two daughters, sometimes the, the black version of these white dolls still was just, the black version of a white doll. It, it mm-hmm. did not represent something that I felt could, you know, make, it didn't send the right message about self-image uh, that I wanted my girls to have. So so how are girls, my girls are, are much older than college. So how are young girls like your daughters thinking about Barbie in this moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I think that for us, it's always come with additional conversations you know, it, it's been additional, um, by the way, I don't we don't only get them, you know, black barbies. Like <laughs> we try to get them, you know, other dolls, maybe even uh independently owned black businesses um that have, you know, dolls and stuff, uh, things that, you know, might have a flatter nose or curlier hair, things that are a little bit more authentic looking um mm-hmm. to how they look. Um, But right now, I mean, they're so young. They're just like, this is just, you know, Barbie's going on a picnic. You know, Barbie's just having a good time. Like, they're not getting that deep with it. But again, as long as that conditioning of whiteness is the only way to have beauty is not there, we're okay with that.
0: And so you... The 16-year-old is going, but the younger girls are not. So as a father and as a film critic, what do you think the right age is for someone, uh, you know, to see this movie? Because I I also, I had a friend who has a four-year-old who said he was not going to take her to see the movie either.
2: So for me, um, especially when, you know, it comes to these movies, uh, I try to think about a couple of different components. One, is there anything in this film that I don't want them repeating? Um, Or two, is there anything conceptually that might be a little bit difficult for them to comprehend? You know, um, so are they talking about certain adult themes that would be difficult to translate to them to make sense? Um, So and just from an entertainment perspective, you know, my six year old's attention span is short, you know, right. And there aren't um, I don't think this movie had enough kooky, goofy, silly things to keep mm-hmm. her attention. You know, the sixteen-year-old she's gonna get it right. The right, nine-year-old right. maybe some of it, but I can already know. I already know they're gonna be falling asleep. You know,
0: so it's not necessarily week. you thought there was. There's not really any sexual content. No. There's some sexual innuendos, but it's, yeah. it's not heavy by any means. Uh, so it wasn't the content that you thought was too mature. Right. You're thinking the length of the movie. And, you know, it just wasn't kid. It just wasn't yeah. going to be funny to a four year old or a nine year
2: old. Yeah, that, that just the entertainment value itself. You know, I mean, these are kids that they watch the Disney Channel. They watch cartoons. You know, they watch um, the, the Barbie TV series on Netflix, which is generated for kids seven years old or so. So this was not that <laughs> this was mainly for adults. And uh, I think there was a big difference.
0: What do you make of the America Ferrer monologue? It's gotten Mm. a lot of attention. She's gotten a lot of praise for it. I asked Rose about it earlier in the show. She had one take on it. What do you think of of that monologue and the the role that uh, America played in the movie?
2: So I definitely liked her role, you know, um, to bring that sense of normalcy um, and the ordinary perspective to contrast against the stereotypical Barbie. So I like that dynamic. Um, and her monologue was fine. I, I, I liked it, um, but I think I was probably agreeing a little bit more with Rose in terms of I wish they had played it out a little bit more rather than just having one big, heavy, short exposition, you know, to just like lay it on you thick. Um, I think it shows a little bit more to display the duality that women moms have to deal with rather than just saying, I go through this, 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 etc., you know, um, but showing it usually has a little bit more weight than just telling it to us.
0: Yeah, you know, that that monologue that she gave, like I said, has taken off and in some ways has become, I think, for those folks that had controversial thoughts or thought, you know, weren't all that pleased with the way some of those feminist messages were played out in the movie, they point to America's character, and that monologue is kind of the you know the, the scene that saves the movie, that makes the movie okay, because she does acknowledge the contradictions and the uh, you know the challenges that society places on women, and and the nuances of. Being a, a full, you know, female or woman in this uh, society, uh, Margot Robbie, you said you loved her character, or you thought she did a great job. Uh, so, uh, do you think that America's role in any way kind of overshadowed what Margot did?
2: Oh, I I don't think it overshadowed it. I think it complemented it. You know, for the most part. I mean, you needed that bit of duality um, there, and I thought they I thought they played off of each other pretty well. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay, so you're giving it a thumbs up, giving it high marks, uh, encouraging people, you know, kids 12 and up, I presume, to go see it, to check it out. Don't go in with uh, too high of expectations. It's not a feminist class at college or high school. This is a movie. Uh, I think you're saying, you know, go in with an open mind, as Rose said, and be entertained. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, E-Man, for joining us again. Uh, He is a Rotten Tomatoes-approved film critic, and he gives Barbie a thumbs up. Uh, He's also a member of the African American Film Critics Association, so he's looking at this movie from all angles. Really appreciate your insights and for you joining me today.